Hey there, I'm Helen Ornelas, and I've been a life insurance, long-term care, and Medicare broker for over 20 years, helping thousands of clients during this time. I've come across all types of cases, questions, and calls from people who are in planning or in crisis and provided solutions. So welcome to the OnLive podcast with Helen Ornelas. Listen, you know as well as I do that taking care of important things in life is motivating, empowering, and even inspirational. You're thinking, what does this look like? If you're a business owner, executive, or someone who wants to know, what do I need to know about life events, how to prepare, where can I get help, you're in the right place. These life events will be coming your way, and you will receive these phone calls from your family, siblings, in-laws, grandparents, business partners, and friends. What calls do you think are coming my way? Let's find out. I'll be sharing stories, solutions from me, my clients, providers of service, and others that can help you now or in the future. We have the toolbox here on life, so if you're ready, let's get your toolbox loaded up. Hello, this is On Life with Helen Ornelas, and we are just coming back from a little break from Thanksgiving. And real quickly, if you are going to liquidate assets, please contact your tax advisor, CPA, or your financial planner before doing so. And we do not offer any tax advice. So get to that CPA, that financial planner, or whoever in your life helps you with that stuff. So this episode is going to be a two-parter. I'm going to focus on long-term care because we're kind of at the end of the year. A lot of things happen this time of the year and going into January. So I just want to kind of go over the probably five to six different ways that long-term care can be covered or you can mitigate the cost by kind of co-insuring. And I'll go over that. So as a professional here, I quote a lot of long-term care and hardly anyone really pulls the trigger to purchase it. I think in the past, having people wait till their 50s and 60s has made it not affordable. And then people get into this space and, and really can't fit it into their budget. If you've listened to a couple of my podcasts already, you'll see that I recommend that parents, grandparents, and people 40 and under that you get covered earlier with a product. And this way, as you get older, it's covered. And there's really no need to look at this in your 50s and 60s when it's cost prohibitive. So we're going to go ahead and cover the five or six ways that long-term care can be covered. One of the biggest things that people think is that their health insurance or Medicare has some component for long-term care, and it does not. So look at your Medicare policy. You'll see you have 100 days. The minute you're feeling well, that kind of ends. And on your health insurance, you know, get with your broker. Have them explain to you what is available on your group plan or your individual plan, and you will most certainly start to understand that there are no long-term care options on these products. All right. I'm going to start, number one, with standalone long-term care. In the past, this has been the product that most people have used, and this is for long-term care only. So there's no life insurance for the most part, and this is kind of a use-it-or-lose-it benefit in the sense that if you don't have a long-term care event, then your policy is not going to be used. 
So there is a gatekeeper on this product, meaning that you will need to talk to someone to kind of explain your case. They will approve it. Sometimes you'll have to gather all of the receipts, pay things first and get reimbursed. And in other uh, policies, you'll just get a lump sum and you can take care of business. So the one advantages that people like about this is that the rates are a little bit cheaper because the rates are not guaranteed. So in the past, these policies, the rates have gotten very expensive when people get into their late 70s and 80s. And I've seen a lot of people have to give these up or reduce the benefits so that they can continue to afford it. So there are some cool things like you can share benefits if you're married. There's a discount. These policies are significantly less today. They are also a little bit more stable, but here's the deal. The rates are not guaranteed. And so you will, at some point in time, as being the owner of this policy, those rates will most likely go up. Again, this is standalone, long-term care, and this is a use it or lose it benefit. So number two, the next thing that I'm going to talk about is life with a long-term care writer. So this is one of the better ways to kind of cover your long-term care event. Number one, you are multitasking your dollars in the sense that you have both life insurance and a long-term care writer. The cool thing about this is the long-term care writer is attached to the life insurance policy. So that writer is guaranteed, meaning that you're going to always know what that premium amount is and and also premiums will not go up. So when you sign that contract for life with a long-term care writer, you're going to know what your premiums are. And if you pass away, there's a benefit or if there's a long-term care event, you're going to be able to take care of both things. Now, if you use the policy with the long-term care writer, uh, there is a little bit of money left over there for final expense. A couple of things also that you can think about is that you can pay for all years or you can pay these up. You can pay them up in 10, 15, 20 years at age 65 or age 70. This is always a really good thing to consider because it would be really nice to not have this cost in retirement. So there are ways to just kind of take care of this, have it done, life with long-term care writer. And this is readily available now, which is great. Lots of carriers have it. I highly recommend that this is an option that you review. There's also another product I call it single premium life and long-term care. This is a product where if you have assets sitting around that maybe you don't need to have them or they are not performing as well as you'd like them to do, you can take 50, 75, 100,000 and you can move it over into a product where you would have a life bucket and a long-term care bucket. And the long-term care bucket can grow over time if you put a rider on there to have an increased benefit. There is a product out there that will always reserve 80% if you decide that you don't want it anymore. Uh, you can get that portion back. I will tell you, most people do not ever take the money out because it's such a great thing to have when you have a life insurance bucket and a long-term care bucket. Uh, really helps with knowing that you've got business taken care of. These rates are guaranteed and they're paid up for life. So 
when you move that money over, you're purchasing something that's paid up. It's one and done. Now, if for some reason that you want to pay it over time, you can do that as well. I think right now those products will go out maybe 10 or 12 years, depending on what your, what your life looks like. So again, if you have some money that's in an asset and it really isn't performing well, or you just want to kind of take care of it and be done, you can do that. And I highly encourage that you give me a call or talk to your broker or your financial planner and see if that product is available. One of the other products, this is number four. So we've done standalone long-term care, life with long-term care rider, single premium life and long-term care. And so now we have what we call life with accelerated living benefits riders. These have become more popular now because what this does is it gives you a a little bit of flexibility uh, to do what you need to do. And they even have this on term and, uh, and permanent products. So this product is a little bit more flexible. So what this does is it gives you a life insurance policy and it gives you an option to accelerate living benefit riders. And that's usually a critical, chronical and terminal illness, depending on what state that you live in. Again, the rates are guaranteed on this product. You can pay all years or for a certain period of time, which again, I highly recommend because you, in retirement, your income is usually adjusted. And this is something that you really don't want to have to be dealing with in retirement if you don't need to. So you are multitasking your dollars because you're going to have life with with an accelerated living benefit rider. And again, it's available on term or a universal life. So the way that this product works is if you should have a long-term care type of event where you're not able to take care of yourself, you can put a claim in. And depending on the severity of your illness or inability to take care of yourself in your age, the insurance company will make you an offer. And for instance, if you have a million dollar policy and you've been given some bad news that, that somebody is only going to be living for maybe, you know, another year or so, you'll most likely be able to accelerate the entire death benefit if you choose so. If you don't need the entire benefit, you can choose to accelerate some of it and leave some for life insurance. So this is a very exciting product. This is really good for those who don't quite want to get the standalone long-term care or the life with the long-term care rider, and they kind of want to live in a in this uh, what I call kind of gray area a little bit. I highly recommend this product for younger people also when they're purchasing their first term life insurance policies to protect their income, there is no reason to not pick a product that has these accelerated living benefit riders. Almost every carrier is beginning to offer them now. Again, there is no reason to have a life insurance policy sitting in a drawer collecting dust. If you're going to put the money out there, get something that's going to help you should you need the help. So for some of you that are have an employer, there is group long-term care policies that are available. If uh, you have the option to enroll in a product like that, that's going to be a really good option to look at as well. Just make sure that when you retire or you leave that employer, that you can leave that, or I'm sorry, that you can take that product with you. So those are usually 
individual products that you purchase while you're working. And you should be able to take that product with you when you move to another job or when you retire. So one of the other things that I call is self-insurance. And this is one of the last ones that I'm going to to talk about. And you're going to say, self-insurance, what does that mean? Well, that means that for either you can't get through underwriting or you've decided that this is just too expensive, that you're going to decide to self-insure. That means that you will pay for all long-term care type of events out of pocket. So that means you're going to use other assets that you have. That could be your 401k, your trading accounts, wherever you have money. Sometimes, you know, that might look like having a a reverse mortgage on your home to help pay for long-term care. That means that you're going to be looking at your assets to cover this type of health event. And I would say in most cases, that's going to be your most expensive way to handle this because... Most of the things that uh, you might be looking at, you're going to be using money that might have some taxes associated with it. So when you use a long-term care, standalone policy, life with long-term care, single premium life with long-term care, or life with accelerated benefits, because you're using an insurance product, in most cases that I am aware of, there will not be a taxable event, meaning that you'll be able to use those funds and that money that will be tax-free. Again, you will need to check in with your tax advisor before making any of those moves. So I've spoken about the different ways that uh, you can insure a long-term care event, but let's talk a little bit about what that really means. So there are different kinds of long-term care need. Uh, a lot of people want to stay at home. Some people will need some assisted living, and then there's 24-hour full-time care or memory care. All of those can be used in a long-term care product that I would be offering. I think these days, the older policies may have only a hospital option, but I would say 90% of the policies today have in-home care assisted and full. So when somebody has a health event, there are six basic activities of daily living that are taken into consideration to trigger a policy. So we have bathing, and that's the ability to clean oneself and perform grooming activities like shaving and brushing teeth. We have dressing, the ability to get dressed by oneself without struggling with buttons and zippers. And, you know, we all have problems with that from time to time. (laughs) There is eating, the ability to feed oneself. There's transferring, be, being able to either walk or move one cell from a bed or a wheelchair and back again. There is uh, using the restroom, the ability to get on and off the toilet, and there's continence, the ability to control one's bladder and bowel functions. Now, I know these are not, you know, the best things that we really want to think about, but in most cases, policies, you only have to have two of these to trigger And then there are some other things that come into consideration, which is using a telephone, managing medications, preparing meals, housekeeping, managing personal finances, shopping for groceries and clothes, accessing transportation, and caring for pets. So these are things that are taken into consideration. 
A lot of times, if you're talking about dementia or Alzheimer's, that will trigger a policy. You won't have to meet these other six because usually these things are beginning to come into being an issue already. So I want to share with you some of the the reasons that I hear that people don't want to purchase long-term care or they think that they have it covered in other ways. So the number one thing that I hear about all the time is this, that my daughter or my family said that they would help me when I needed help. And, you know, a lot of times this is a promise that maybe people have made and may or may not be able to commit to. Taking care of somebody with a lot of issues like that usually means that somebody's going to give up a job or their quality of life in caring for someone is going to change. And a lot of times that can be difficult. So that's the one that I always say to a family member that maybe that you would like to get with your siblings in your family and actually make the payments on a long-term care policy for a family member. Uh, This way, it'll give you a little bit more freedom in choices in how the care is given to the person who may have an issue later on. So again, When you have a parent or a grandparent or a sibling that you think you already know that they might need some care, having a family meeting and deciding, you know, if you can get someone through long-term care underwriting, that you as a family talk about how the premiums are going to be made. Sometimes that person can start them, but as their income changes in retirement, maybe the family picks that up. Because the care and the financial burden in most cases is going to come towards a family anyways. So it's always a really good idea to just think about this ahead of time. And having those conversations I know can be difficult. A lot of times parents and family members do not want to be a burden. And it's actually the very last thing they want to have happen. But if you can carve out some time and everyone in your family have this conversation it really makes things a lot easier. So the other thing as you start moving into this area is to think about have a will and trust in place, power of attorney, decide who's going to do what. In my family, my sister, she's an angel, takes care of my mom. I help in other ways as well as my sister does, but we've kind of broken up duties and everyone's you know good with that. So kind of having a plan ahead of time when a loved one is going to need a long-term care, care whether it's in the home, assisted living, or 24-hour care, there's still a lot of work and a lot of follow-up that's needed for that particular person from family or friends. So the other thing that I'm going to recommend is if you have somebody in care, that someone in the family stops in and checks in. Make sure that everything's going well, that that person is being taken care of correctly, that there's no abuse. All of the financial information for that particular person is kept in a very, very safe place. That way you don't have any type of criminal activity with credit cards, checking accounts. Sometimes, you know, there can be some leverage in care by people that would create some type of... uh some type of need to compensate somebody. And I know this all sounds a little suspect, but I can tell you I have stories and stories that'll go on forever 
about people being taken advantage of. So even when your family members or friends are in care, they still need to have an advocate. So even though you've purchased long-term care and you have a fantastic policy for your family or friends, they still need an advocate. They still need someone to check in and make sure that that person is being taken care of. There's no abuse and that, you know, they still want to see somebody. It gets very lonely in those places sometimes. So that is my recommendation for how you can have long-term care covered by life insurance, long-term care, preferably the different options, having an advocate, have all of your will and trust and health directives and power of attorneys in place so you can get things done for that person who's in care. And then also, who's going to be the advocate? Who's going to keep an eye on care and medications? All of these things kind of need to be designated ahead of time. And don't be afraid to have that family conversation. Even if your parents or grandparents are very proud, I recommend finding a way to have a gentle conversation and just, you know, let them know that you care and you want to make sure should anything happen that uh, they're going to be safe and taken care of well. In the weeks to come, probably I'm thinking in January of 2022, I'm going to have someone who is a health advocate. Her name is Renee Balcom. She is amazing. And, you know, this is something that you may consider at some point in time, if you're the person who is having a health event and your children or family members are not in town, you don't want to burden the people in your life. This is somebody that you can hire a health advocate to go to your doctor's appointments and take notes. They can be your advocate in care to make sure, you know, some of the things that I spoke about, that your uh, prescriptions are right, that somebody is keeping an eye out for you. Uh, They can drive you, again, to appointments, take those notes. When you're coming in and out of surgery, they can be there to make sure that you're being cared for. Uh, They are amazing people, and they are really worth considering. If you're alone, if you have your family members that are out of town and you don't want them to lose work or they just, you know, they have young children, maybe they can't help. And, you know, maybe you only need them for a couple of months until you're feeling better. They can take you if you need to have... Uh, treatment for cancer, and you just need someone there to make sure that everything's going well. A really, really good thing to consider. And again, I'm very excited to have her. We're going to do about two or three episodes with Renee because she just has so much to cover with us. So I'm going to end with some examples of assistive technology that can help you or parents or grandparents, friends or relatives uh, stay home a little bit longer. So a couple things. Pick up carpets. Carpets are the number one thing that people can trip over. Chairs are very, very helpful. Handheld shower heads, grab bars in the bathroom, toilet seat risers, washcloth mittens, bed rails, prescription drug organizers, uh, kitchen utensils with large handles, Cups with two handles, stocking aids, tennis shoes with Velcro rather than shoelaces, walkers, wheelchairs. There are some lots of tools today that you can have in your home that you can wear a watch or something. If somebody falls down, they can buzz. 
have 911 there right away. All of this stuff is getting very, very sophisticated. There are lots of tools out there. A lot of products can be mailed to your home. There's just a, a lot of different ways when you get together as a family and decide who needs help and how. Lots of things. So I'm going to end with a couple things that helped me with my mom. One is we got rid of carpets so that there was no tripping. We changed her shoes. She used to wear shoes without any heels. After a couple falls, we did do the Velcro and that helped her be a little bit more stable, moved her to using a walker. You know, all of those things that somebody needs to be paying attention to. Well, I know I kind of crammed a whole bunch into almost about, I don't know, 25 or 30 minutes here. The reason that I'm staying on long-term care towards the end of the year, like I mentioned in the beginning, a lot of things happen during the holidays where care is needed. If you're caring for somebody, you're starting to think about, you know, your own needs and what you're going to need in the future. I would love to speak with you and, and talk about your particular situation and help you out. Again, this is Helen Ornelas, and my company is Ornelas & Associates. I can be reached at Helen at OrnelasInsurance.com, and that's H-E-L-E-N at O-R-N-E-L-L-A-S Insurance.com. You can also call me at 916-804-9888, and I would be happy to have this conversation with you and see how we can help. And if you have your own broker, financial planner, I really, really think that you should look at, give them a call at the beginning of the year. I'm sure they'd be happy to hear from you and just, you know, figure out how you're going to cover this. If you're not going to get long-term care policy, how are you going to, what funds are you going to set aside so that you have it there? What assets do you think you might liquidate? Should there be an event? And the last thing I'm going to leave you with is children and grandchildren, nephews and nieces in your family probably do not need any more toys or gifts. I think the biggest gift that will keep giving, if you think about it, is to get them a life with long-term care writer. And that'll be the best gift that will give them assurance in their later years that there's going to be something there for them. And most certainly they will think about you when that comes in need. All right. Well, that's it for today. I want to thank you for checking me out. And if you have any questions, please email me. If you have any recommendations for a show, be happy to hear from you as well. All right. You take good care. Bye-bye. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of On Life with Helen Ornelas podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share with a friend. And if you haven't already subscribed, rated, and reviewed on your favorite podcast player, please do. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas, or you might want to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly, helen at ornellasinsurance.com, H-E-L-E-N at O-R-N-E-L-L-A-S insurance.com. In closing, this podcast is dedicated to all who believe in preparing for the future and beyond.